10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the podcast from Doug Ground Up Productions with hosts Lady Miz and Ray. This, 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 this is a universal platform and there is nothing off limits. We talk about it all and we keep it real. This is a no judgment zone. So come so as you come are. As you are. If you are a professional, entertainer, author, comedian, entrepreneur, or just someone who wants to get something off their chest, well, let your voice be heard here on From the Ground Up Productions. Sponsorship and other opportunities are available from the Ground Up Productions. Turning nothing into something. There's only one way to go from here. Here. And now, here are your hosts, Lady Miz and Ray. Yeah, yeah, what's good, people? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. We are back. Thank God is Monday. Like they like to say, thank God is Friday, but I like to say, thank God is Monday because that's another blessing that we have on the right side of the dirt. That's what I'm talking about. What's good? I'm your host, Lady Miss. This is from the Ground Up Productions. There's only one way to go from here, and I'm rocking out with Ray, y'all. What's up? My co-host, Double R, the Salad Assassin in the building. Y'all already know what it is. Um, today we have uh, a special guest and um, CC Stevens, and this is honoring his father, Rick Stevens, and we're going to chop it up with him and everything. So just pull up a seat because this is going to be a great, great interview, y'all. I just want to let y'all know. Before we get started, I want to tell y'all what From the Ground Up Productions is about for those who don't know. From the Ground Up Productions is a platform where we interview entertainers, legends, entrepreneurs, and business owners. The purpose of this podcast is to help bring exposure to those in the entertainment business in, in, in the entertainment business field. It's also a place for us to discuss relatable topics to educate our viewers. And we do this by speaking to different professionals about their experiences, their goals, and challenges. When doing this, you will learn valuable information that will help you evolve and grow as an entertainer and entrepreneur. And as you heard in the beginning of our um the intro. Intro. <laughs> yeah, intro. intro. This is a no judgment zone. So we all always tell people to come as they are. Super important. We need y'all to understand and know that. Okay. We are live right now on Roku and we are also live on YouTube. Anybody that comes again um, uh, across this, you can share this link with other people so that they are able to tune in. And as I told y'all before, today we are interviewing CC Stevens, who is the son of the late great Rick Stevens. But before we get into that interview, we're going to play a commercial first. For those who are content creators, entertainers, entrepreneurs, business owners, and would like to join our network or even advertise your services and product, listen up. Are you a content creator? Do you make music videos, short films, documentaries, web series, kids shows, movies, stand-up comedy, visual podcast, educational shows, or sports? Are you a fitness instructor or gamer? Do you record church ceremonies or report news? If so, contact From the Ground Up Productions TV by email at from the ground up productions at gmail.com. 
For more information on getting your content played on our network on Roku, where there are over 85 million viewers and growing. No more being limited or blocked on social media from the content you post and create. Get the freedom to be you without restrictions from controlled social media. And if you want to run your ads or sponsor our network, contact us now at fromthegroundupproductions at gmail.com to get started now. You're now tuned in to From the Ground Up Productions, broadcasting around the world, around yeah, the world. Yeah. It's game time. Let's get it, y'all. It's your girl, Lady Miz, and the Silent Assassin over here. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all I got so many damn names. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Thaisha Wick for Gloria Stewart, town mama in the building. You know what I mean? Make sure y'all share this live, share this live and share this link. So listen, y'all, without further ado, I want to get into it. Like I told y'all today, we are interviewing Cece Stevens, the son of the late great Rick Stevens. So let's welcome him to the show. Hey, hey, hey. 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 Welcome to the show, brother. Nice to have you here sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I want to keep his name alive is my goal. And I'm going to keep sharing his story because it's a powerful story and I want the world to hear it. Absolutely. And you know what? We want to shout you out for that. I think it's so beautiful how you're keeping the legacy of your father alive. You know what I mean? I think this is a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, so, you know, shout out to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. He came, stayed with me, uh, you know, when he came home after all those years. Mm -hmm. So I I really got to know him, visited him in in jail, you know, and I was almost like you. I was an interviewer. Uh, I I had to, you know, get to know my dad. So I got his story right here with me. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing. You know, and that's good because most kids lose connection with their dad, especially once they get incarcerated. That, 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 uh, how you call it, that relationship kind of wavers, you know, especially that kind, that, that amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. It was 36 years, but I didn't meet my dad until I was 10 years old. So that made me want to know him. I didn't I didn't know my dad when he was the Tower of Power, Rick Stevens. You know, oh, when wow. I knew my dad, he was just the Donald Stevenson. So every time I went to through those, you know, those gates, I wanted to know everything, man. Where you come from, you know, who your mama, who your daddy, you know, <laughs> how was the right, tours, right. you know, how did you get involved in, you know, in drugs and you know, what happened with everything. So I became, you know, an interviewer. And I tell everybody it was the courtship of uh, uh, CC's father, <laughs> you know. So wow. I, I, I got to I got to really meet him in jail. And a lot of times when you're in jail, you get those one-on-ones for those couple hours. You know, if you utilize it as value, then it becomes value. I didn't think Absolutely. I didn't yeah. think of it as like, you know, I, I my dad's not home and stuff like that. I took it for what it was, you know, right. and uh, I learned and got to know my dad and we got real close. OK, well, that that's good that you was able to do that. And I think that is so important. Also, um, I hear a little feedback. Yeah, that's an echo. Um, that's from that's from uh, CC side is the, when he when we talk. Do um do you have headphones you could put on? 
So uh, feedback. If not, we can work through it. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta find them. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's all right. Ain't it? Okay, yeah. no, it's all right. It's not that bad, but I, I do hear it. But what okay. I was gonna, what I was gonna say was, I think that it's so important that, um, you know, as a child, it's so important that you know your your history as far as your family members and your roots and where you come from. So I could see why you were doing that research because that, you know, all of us, that's a part of us. And we definitely need to know where we came from, who we came from, so we can understand a part of who we are. You know what I that's mean? That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of times we, we look at negative you know, things, and we let that, you know, be a, a, a thing where we don't even want to deal with, you know, and right. I, my mom, my mom trained me to not, you know, go there, you know, take the positive out of everything, you yeah. know, and that's what I did to, you know, get to know my, my dad. And uh, it was a blessing. I'm, I'm telling you, it was a blessing. Wow, you gotta, then you gotta give a shout out to your moms too because she. Oh yeah, you, you know you Ellen know. Hicks, <laughs> Ellen Hicks in San Francisco, California. Hey. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Big shout out to DJ Cisco also on the check in. Um, so before we get into because we're gonna get into this d- deep, you know what I mean, with your father, with the legacy of him, with his music, and you know the his past and what happened with him doing time, as you already stated. But let's talk. Tell us a little bit about you and where you're from i'm from san francisco california uh born and raised there all my life until i moved to the suburbs of antioch california you know you can't afford san francisco so you kind of move an hour away (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) i I moved (laughs) i moved an hour away but i'm still you know in arm's reach of moms and you know a lot of the bay area things uh, real estate agent, uh, right. entrepreneur, trying to work on some, you know, buying houses and doing things of that nature, uh, working on a, uh, a project for my dad for next year, uh, trying to recreate his music. I got some uh, good barrier artists who's joined up and we're going to uh, get a project going for next year uh, for his, his legacy to continue. So just trying to be a little bit into everything. You know, uh, ex, ex barber. I was a barber for 20 years, and that started my um, entrepreneurial career. And uh, after that, I I've been looking to be self-employed for everything that I do. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's right. That entrepreneur spirit. That's, That's a beautiful right. thing. That's right. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So you, I see. Um. You you do a lot, you know, so which is a good thing, you know, and because you got to also have multiple streams of income, too. So I think that that that's very important. And um, you seem like you really got it all together. So the first thing I want to ask you is uh, what part did your father play in your life? And did he play a part as far as who you are today? A big part. And one of the biggest parts is I used to have bad days mm-hmm. and I, my dad had called collect, you know, you get that little collect call, poop, you know, collect call from, and he used to say your famous father. <laughs> 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 and okay. I pick up the phone and be talking to him about my bad days. And he would just get denied parole. He got denied parole probably over 30 to 50 times. 
Mm. And I'll be talking to him about my problems and he'll tell me, yeah, I got denied parole again and stuff. And he'd be cheerful. He would have a better attitude than me about the little dramas that I was dealing with. And after I hung up the phone, I was like, wow, my dad has a better attitude than me. And he just got denied parole. So it was like, I start, I stopped tripping off all the little things in life. The right, ups right. and downs. I mean, that's life. Ups and downs. But the downs wasn't that much, you know, I didn't trip off it as much. And because of him and his attitude and his positive feedback at all times. Every time you talk to my dad, it was positive feedback. And it was almost like, you committed a crime, <laughs> you know. It, it was, you know, it, it had that kind of mentality. And it also let me know somebody with a good personality and is cool, if they get pushed or you get down the wrong road, things can happen. So you got to stay focused so you won't put yourself in those predicaments, you know. Absolutely. And that's, that's what my dad taught me, you know, in all those years. His positivity was amazing. That's that is amazing. That is amazing because you know to be locked up and to get denied, you know that can break somebody's spirit. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, yeah. So for him to still have that positive spirit is, uh, you know, he definitely still was setting an example for you. You know, so I'm sure that that you know obviously played a role in how you deal with certain things and how you deal with life and yeah. certain trials and tribulations when they come your way. Now, um, he had a hit record, uh, The Tower of Power, which was, and he was a famous singer, as we know. To, um, and we have his music here. We're going to play it. Before we get into that, Let I, I want to get into, you know, which is, I'm sure everybody want to know, the story of why, what happened, and why he, why he went to jail. Right. Well, he uh, started with Tower at an early age. Mm -hmm. they, 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 he was the original singer. Him and Rufus Miller was the original lead singers. Okay. Uh, and he did the first album, East Bay Grease. And they had one song on there that was a major hit. It was Sparkling in the Sand. And that song took them to Warner Brothers. And they got the Bump City album with the uh, You Still a Young Man, his signature song. Uh, so those was the things that got them got him started. He start going on tour, doing all these things, and he, they needed energy to you know stay on tour and 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 do all those kind of things. And they got caught up in the drugs. He okay. got caught up in the speedball, which is some kind of heroin, you know, thing. And he got caught up and got real deep into uh, drugs okay. while he was with Tower of Power. At that point, drug dealers were fronting a lot of musicians because they wanted to be behind the scenes. They wanted to be backstage. They wanted to be front row. So he started getting fronted a lot of drugs. He got into it with the Tower of Power members and then when he left the group, they wanted their money. Mm. He didn't have the money. He just left the group. You know, the money had dried. 
it, it, it got drawn up. It was dry now. And they threatened to kill him or get him and his family if he didn't get, you know, give up that money. So once he found out that they was coming after him, he went and got, at, got after them. And unfortunately, he had a crime where he murdered uh, three people and uh, uh, got the uh, death, death penalty after he got arrested. Uh, the death penalty in California in 1976, I think that was the crime. But at that time, they Governor Brown had outlawed the death penalty. So after he got sentenced, they outlawed the death penalty and then they gave him life without parole. So wow. the, Lord, the Lord saved him, you know, because he got the death penalty at the right time. So he ended up getting life without parole uh, at that time. But but the majority of why he did what he did was he was he was he was a druggie. He was a you know a dope fiend at that time. He got caught up in them drugs and he made that calm, cool, collective, you know, do become a monster. And uh, he had he had a monster run. And, uh, you know, and that's how he ended up getting uh, all the time that he got. Now, um, how did he get parole? Because you said he, he, he eventually got out. So how did he end up getting parole? Well, after it was like 30, 30 some years, it was a thing called uh, Apple Music streaming and all those things with music. So they start buying all the old music because of streaming. So now you're still a young man is getting, you know, returns and getting royalty checks. So he start getting royalty checks and the bank accounts start filling up. And when he got that money, he got a lawyer. He found a lawyer who knows how to get people that got on death row, who got life sentences and all those kind of things, he, who specialize in getting them out. So once he got the lawyer, he said, well, Rick, why they keep denying you parole? Because you, you, you haven't gotten written up in 30 some years. You have a perfect record. You're going out outside of the jail to perform and speak to juvenile kids and do all these things. You are a model prisoner. Why are they denying you? It was because of the crime. The lawyer said, ah, I got him. The crime is not going to change. So they can't deny you based on a crime. They have to deny you based on, you know, uh, uh, Somebody, some family members saying you shouldn't come out or, you know, they don't think you have rehabilitated all those things. This lawyer found that out and got my dad out after 36 years. Wow. That is amazing. And it's so good when you got a good lawyer that knows they stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can have a. Uh, public pretender and that can have you locked up forever you yeah. know you know oh man and not to say and i'm just being honest here that listen there was a murder involved right yeah. so of yeah. course time has to be served and we you know accountability has to be there right you know right. But, right. but at the same time uh the fact like you said the the uh crime don't change but mm -hmm. the person can 
That's you know, right. and also, you know, if he was under the influence at the time, it, it's a lot of factors in there that can make you say, hold up, because sometimes people need rehabilitation That's more right. than anything else. Yes. Um, so that, you know, that that is a, a amazing story. I just want to shout out BTP Media, Jeff, um, on, the, on the check in. Guys, if you're looking for somebody um, like Jeff or other people that to be interviewed, he's the guy to go to. Absolutely. Um, so that, well, that, that okay, go ahead. Um, now, speaking of that, did, did he ever express regret for what he did? All the time. Or every interview, if you go on any interview that he did, uh, uh, any he he already he knew you know that was a crime, so he didn't never let that not be something that people just brush under the rug. He right. wanted to let everybody know how remorseful he was for that, as he called it, he was a a jackass in a jumpsuit <laughs> so yeah. so he wanted to let everybody know how you know he's remorseful he reached out to the families uh it was a also a girl uh, a girlfriend at the time who was at the house who witnessed those murders and yeah. he ended up reaching out to her and they had so so good of a connection they used to be pen pals and write once a month wow i mean wow. you know this how remorseful you know he was about everything that he did wait he, so he, he was pen pals with one of the victim's daughter you said girlfriend girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend oh yeah. wow look at yeah. that that's 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 amazing yeah wow. yeah he used to talk to her all the time on the phone and you know, she used to come visit. So so everything that he did was trying to, you know, make amends as best that he could. You know, you can only make certain certain amount of amends, you know, for a crime like that. Uh, right. But he did everything in his power, you know, with uh, with any of the victims, families or, you know, anybody that, you know, was affected, you know, with with this crime. Now, I'm going to ask this question. Unfortunately, the uh, prison system, when they deny parole, did race play a part in it? No, not Besides at all. Besides the crime? Okay. No, no, not at all. Money did. Money played a part. You know, because if you don't hire this guy, once again, a shout out to Peter Bolden. Peter Bolden out of the Sacramento area. Real great lawyer, as my dog, my dad used to call him a. He was a pit bull, <laughs> and, and he would go in there and attack. So uh, you know, sometimes you need somebody that Johnny Cochran's in the world uh, that can kind of you know get you out of those situations. So you now can be an advocate for the world. See, we want to yeah. bury everybody and and forget about them, and they got they have some things that. They can share with the world and bless the world and help the world. But, you know, once somebody do something, it's almost like, no, nah, they they should be dead, too. That's the mentality that we have, you know, in the American prison system, unfortunately. And, and you know, that that's very true. But also, I think that it was amazing that there was forgiveness from other people on the other end, which yeah. is not an easy thing to do. 
-hmm. It is definitely not. So I think, you know, when you hear a story like that and say, oh, wow, he was able to connect with the, the girlfriend and other people and they became pen pals and built a relationship, you know, Forgiveness is so, so important. And like they say, sometimes forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you as well. So I think that that is amazing too. Yes, yes. That, also showed, that, that shows the kind of person he is, that he can actually appeal to get that forgiveness. Because some people, you know, yeah, they don't have the attitude. They can go and just be the half-ass, I'm sorry, and it don't even be real, you know, just to get yeah. into it. And, and you'll be surprised how... How many people used to think that you know they're they're faking it just because they're trying to get out right. and all those kind of things? You got into the Bible because you're trying to get out, and you you know I would see those messages and on Facebook and different different things. But when my dad came home, he tried to do even more. He was with United Players in San Francisco. He was with all kind of ch church organizations. He walked it and lived it. This man already knew that he was blessed to come home to survive and, and all those kind of things. So he gave back to, you know, the world like the Lord, he felt gave to him. Absolutely. That's uh, once again, another beautiful thing. Yeah. Beautiful. Listen, um, um, I know you probably answered this before, but they should wait for us. Said, do you have any contact with those family members now? I have contact with the girlfriend. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the family members never reached out when when my dad reached out to to those family members. They never, you know, did any replies or anything of that nature. So unfortunately, he couldn't apologize to any of the family members uh, of those of those crimes. OK. All yeah. right. All right. So, OK, so he had life. He got the, the streaming. So he was able to make the money. That money was able to help him fund to get a good lawyer that was able to get him out. But he spent what, 36 years, 36 years. He was 36 when he went in and he was 72 when he went out. He did 36 oh. in and 36, <laughs> 36 oh out. Goodness. Yeah. Yes. That's deep. So yeah. half of his life he was out and the other half he spent locked up. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um yeah. now uh as far as his career with his music, um when you say you you knew him at 10, well that's yes. when you met him, right? right. How sure. did that even come about? Um I, I'm not sure if you covered that, and I apologize if I missed it. Um, how did you uh, end up getting uh, connected with your father at that age? Well, uh, I knew my dad. My, my grandfather and mother kind of told me that, you know, he was a, a singer in that group called Tower of Power, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, I knew of him. And uh -huh. uh, uh, once, uh, no, no, I take that back. Mm -hmm. He was at a show after he left the group. He was at a show, a nightclub in San Francisco. Okay. The the club uh, had a, a lady that was like a, a family member aunt, and mm -hmm. she was there. And she said, uh, "I know where Cece's at." And she gave the waitress a note to give to him, and uh, uh, he ended up calling my grandmother. I was staying up with my grandmother at the time. Uh, called my grandmother and he came over. My grandmother cooked gumbo. We had some gumbo. He came over and met me for the you know, first time since I was a baby. And uh, we kind of connected, you know, after that. 
And at 11 years old, he ended up going to prison. So I knew him for one year outside of prison. Uh, wow. And what's a trip about that, I had a paper route at 11 years old. And he was in, in the front page of the San Francisco Chronicle after committing these crimes. And I'm delivering these papers. Every one, I'm wrapping and folding. And my dad is on the front page. And every every time I every time I delivered that pa paper, I just thought that I'm glad nobody knew that was my dad because I was so embarrassed. Because oh, wow. people didn't know it was my my dad because my last name was Maloney, and that was my oh, government man. name Maloney at the time, and uh, nobody knew that was my dad. I didn't talk about my dad. You know, and the uh, only thing I thought about was, you know, a lot of people don't know that this is my dad, you know, but I got over that embarrassment part of it and uh, got to know him. But at the time I was, you know, I was I was shook up as a youth uh, to uh, know that my dad was on the front page of the Chronicle. Now, uh, did, did did that affect you negatively growing up as far as where when people did find out it was your dad? How did his legacy affect you as a child growing up? Well, after after it got out, I started talking about it more, uh, and I knew I knew my dad was remorseful. It didn't bother me because he told me, "Man, son, I messed up. I was, you know, I, I was on drugs, and 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 I'm, you know, if I gotta meet the, my Lord and Savior with his death penalty, that's what I gotta do." And for when he said that, that he was remorseful and he wasn't scared to die. You know, I knew he was serious. And after that, I start telling him, yeah, that's my dad, you know, because he had that strong, you know, conviction about remorse. And I could not have a strong conviction about him being my dad after having that conversation. Once right. we had that conversation over the phone, you know, and I knew that he was, you know, remorseful and he was with the Lord, I was on his team. I was team dad at that point, you know, gotcha. so nobody could say anything, you know, in the neighborhood. And I was a good capper. So if you want to cap, I can cap back. He <laughs> <laughs> said, stop playing with me. I'm ready yeah. for it. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, no, you know, um, well, I know he passed away. At what age did he pass away? He passed away at 77. He came home at 72. At 72, he uh -huh. stayed five. He was home five years and then he passed. He had a uh, liver cancer. Right, right. Oh, man. So for the two years. OK, yeah, Ooh, that's deep. Um, how, how did you deal with his death? Uh, it was hard. It was it was it was real hard because we had he had stayed with me. And when 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 your 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 parents stay with you, you get closer. You know, you start meeting them on another level and getting into their mindset on another level. And okay. you know, I'm a connoisseur of music, and we would stay up to five and six o'clock in the morning. And I'm I'm check this music out or check this song out. And we had we had we had some sessions. And uh, uh, so it really affected me because how close uh, we we end up getting, uh, right. and it's still you know some 
some, you know, days and, and uh, like his birthday and uh, his death day. And as a matter of fact, every gathering I give at my home, we in the party with you're still a young man oh. because he used to call me and I have a gathering and he would say, son, did you play any of my music? I'm like, no, we playing Tupac and Snoop, man. <laughs> Tupac and Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, so. So he's always say, did you play anything of mine? I said, nah, nah, that's that's old school. That's old school. But you know what? Everybody now knows you're still a young man. If you came, if you came to my party, you're gonna hear it. That's right. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Big shout out to Mona and big shout out to Anthony. Um, Anthony asked a question here. Um, let's bring that question up. Anthony Smith. He said, hey, Clarence, right, Clarence, or yep. Carlton, why are you so persistent in keeping your father's legacy alive? That's a question that Anthony put up. What, what do you have to say to that question? Well, when I seen my dad for the last time, mm -hmm. I got the call that he, he's probably not going to make it uh, past the weekend. So mm -hmm. uh, me and my cousin Cliff, we went to, uh, to his house. I mean, to where he was staying at at the time. He had went went stay somewhere and uh I, I i kissed him and i talked to him and i told i told him i said dad i have your legacy here on earth mm. i got you you can now rest in peace so mm -hmm. i felt that we was a, a relay race and the reason that i got to visit with him in jail and talk and get to know him the reason that he came stayed with me is because I was supposed to do what we're doing today. I had to, you know, be a uh, get that baton from him and pass on his legacy because ain't too many people, you know, got a hit hit record. You know, ain't too many people that was with a band that's been doing this for over fifty years, and he was he was there from the beginning. And like uh, Lenny Williams said. Lenny Williams said, I would have never joined the group if it wasn't for your dad. You know, he started, he started that, you know, that legacy. And 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 I want to keep that around. I want to tell that story. I also want to tell a story of somebody coming from nothing to something to nothing to something. See, Absolutely. those are the messages that we need to hear. You know, we want everything to be perfect in the world. Mm. And, and nothing is going wrong or you didn't do no wrong and all that kind of stuff. Nah, I'm going to tell you about going to the bottom and coming back to the top. And from the ground up. From the ground up. You already know. <laughs> For real. And you yeah. know what? That's so on point because I was going to say that, you know, why would you let um, your dad's legacy die? He is a human being that that had a rough time, that made a mistake. And just how we want to be forgiven for what we do, um, that, that goes for everybody else. So why would you, you know, allow that to happen? So, yeah, definitely understand uh, where you're coming from with that one for sure. Right on, right on. Um, now, what, what, what is this about this Hawaiian punch story? Uh, talk, talk to us about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, when I met my dad, and my, remember I told you my grandmother cooked gumbo? Yes. 
okay? She cooked gumbo, and I was looking at my dad. I was like, ah, I don't know if that's my dad. I was, you know, he had to almost be my twin, and I didn't feel he was my twin. So we eat gumbo, and my grandmother said, uh, what do you want to drink? And my dad said, Hawaiian punch. And I said, that's my favorite drink. You want it? You must be my dad. <laughs> so that you didn't need no other uh well Maury test. That was it. No, the, the DNA was Hawaiian punch. <laughs> okay. So after I heard him say that, I said, You my dad. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna let my guard down now. <laughs> oh man. Now, do you have any brothers and sisters, or is you was the only child? No, it's 10 of us. My dad was a Rolling Stone. He had 10 of us. <laughs> he had 10. He had um, two that we never met. Uh, I think it was a Donna and a Deborah. Then we had Don Renee. We got Doreen. We got Dana. Then we got uh donald stevenson jr we call jr we got damien we got Derek, and we got what, ricky what's up with the d's though what is going hey, on with hey, the hey, d's? all d's except me and ricky was the only nine d <laughs> y'all the special ones i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, well, ricky, ricky was because of his stage name rick stevens the oh, d my dad's real name is donald stevenson Oh. So that's where the D's come in at. Okay. His stage name is Rick Stevens. And when he was on Broadway in San Francisco, uh, the big uh, billboard sign, they mm -hmm. said it's too big to say featuring Donald Stevenson. So oh. the club owners said, you look like a Rick and we're going <laughs> to shorten, we going to shorten Rick Stevenson into Stevens. So he oh, became... Wow. He became Rick Stevens in the early 60s and took that name on and, and ran with it. <laughs> now, out of all your brothers and sisters, are you the only one continuing to tell a story or are they helping you tell that story? I'm pretty much the only one telling the story. They're, they they support me and be, you know, and, and behind the scenes with stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they do a lot of stuff like that, but they already knew they called me the Sonager. So, so, so they already knew that was going to be, you know, my thing to be out there like that. But they, you know, they, they support me and help me with, you know, stories that they might've had and all that kind of stuff. So we, we real tight knit with that, with that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we just got to keep his legacy alive. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, so with that being said, and what your father went through, even with the lawyer and him being able to get out. And from what you see today, how do you feel about the justice system? Well, the justice system is set up for just staying in jail, putting you away, sweeping you under the rug. It's not a rehabilitation system. And until they create that, is going to continue to do what it's been doing. It's not going to change. Anything with change, you have to disrupt. And it's not enough disruptors out here to change that. Like I said, my dad would have still been in jail if he wasn't blessed 
with royalty checks from, you know, the Tower of Power music. And those kind of people, uh, when they come out, they become a blessing to the world. And that's what you want inmates to do. Now go to these hoods and talk to these youngsters who everybody else is scared to go to. See, mm, those, are right. the main, those are the main guys that should be in the hood. Mm, those are yep. the ones that should be not letting the youngsters go do what they did. That's and right. we put them away and we don't utilize their now blessing of becoming somebody that can help change some people who might do the same things that they did. You know, mm-hmm. so until we deal with uh, people that's in jail that has a resume, see, uh, when you get a job, you have a resume because you have been on that job and you have learned some stuff. Well, right. inmate has learned some stuff. He has learned what not to do, what road not to cross and go down. And we don't utilize their resume because mm-hmm. we want to what? Punish 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 you know so until we find disruptors in this system it's going to continue to be the same okay that's what i'm talking about Mm. that's deep that's deep um let me uh, bring that question back up Uh, anthony had another question he said have you ever had encounters with the police to question their motives Oh yeah, you know we all as a uh, black, you know, black men, and 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 you know that's that's a part of you know what we deal with on a you know on a regular. So I have, but you know, you know I I I pushed it aside and moved on. You know, that's the main <laughs> thing. You just gotta you know know what you deal with and wow. uh, deal with it, and then move on. You know, just don't get caught up, and so it won't. Take your, you know, take your life to a whole nother direction. Hmm. Right. Has it has it any any time where they encountered you because of your dad or harassed you because of your dad? No, because you know, keep in mind, my last name is Maloney, so so majority of the people don't even know, you know, the Rick Stevens side of uh, my journey. Uh, they mostly know everybody knows the Rick Stevens side after he came home because. When he came home, he stayed with me and I, I was his, uh, you know, soninger. So I was, you know, with him all the time. So, you know, that's how most of the, my friend, family and friends even know that's my dad, you know, from right. that story, you know, and, uh, you know. Yeah. What about the, the flip side, dude? Is, is there groupies? <laughs> because he was a famous, you know, singer. Is is that does that um, affect? I guess I, I would say I don't know if you would call it in a positive way. <laughs> I mean, it might be positive, but the guys they like, yeah, bring him on. You know, yeah, bring it on. Well, well, it it was more groupies for him. Okay. He okay. he he had the groupies. He was the guy that was, you know, <laughs> you know. And I used to say, "Oh, come on, Dad, come on, man, go stay focused, man." <laughs> well, listen, you know, he, he had yeah. how many kids? So he, oh yeah, he yeah, exactly. Was a ladies' man, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
yeah, okay. yeah. So, so it was on, it was on him more than anything. I was I was in business mode, and then most of the time my wife was with me, and she wouldn't let she was watching, so I couldn't do nothing anyway. <laughs> I have a, a good relationship with Lenny Williams, who took my dad's place and who, who kind of uh, took Tower of Power to a whole nother level. You know, okay. so me and Lenny, any music questions, anything in the music industry, I talk to Uncle Lenny and Lenny is always on the phone giving me feedback. And he he is the number one guy of all the Tower of Power guys uh, that I uh, have dealt with over the years. Uh, some of the uh, uh, members now, uh, when when my dad was when they heard he was, you know, sickly and that kind of stuff, they kind of reached out Emilio and they said said a lot of prayers and stuff like that. But, you know, we never, you know, never got close to anything like that. But out of, out of everybody, Lenny Williams, who uh, end up taking his place. And and if you you know anything about Tower of Power, you know, Lenny was the man. He was the one that took them, you know, to a whole nother level. And no. uh, he he is he is the most positive influence out of everybody in the group. Now, I want to clarify okay. so people understand we're talking to Lenny Williams that Steve Harvey played on his comedian, his show that one time right it, it that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's where he uh built his you know name he had a small you know thing solo then he went with tower and took tower to new heights then he left did his solo career and that's when he did that uh because i love you that uh, yep. that's on the steve harvey uh, uh uh kings of comedy thing and that took him he said that took him to another level, as well as the royalty checks that he got from Kanye and them boys who sampled some of his music. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, I didn't know Kanye sampled. So what did Kanye sample? Kanye he, West I forgot sampled. which song uh, he sampled. He kind of sped it up, but it was a Lenny Williams, uh, I think, uh, not Mystical, one of them fast rappers. Uh, mm -hmm. They did a Lenny Williams uh, uh, sample. And uh, Lenny say he started getting checks in the mail that Twista. paid for it for I his think kids. Twista did it. Uh, yeah, Twister. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And he said it paid for houses and colleges and all kind of things. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. See, that's why y'all got to keep the, the masters and keep your stuff so you can get that's that right. money, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is, this is a, a beautiful conversation. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to go to a short commercial break. And then we're going to come back and then we're going to ask you a couple more things and then we'll be ending the show. So All just right. uh, hold on, uh, guys. We are going to a commercial break. This commercial is for people um, out there that's looking to take workshop classes um, <clears throat> and for people that's beginning in certain fields with wanting to write a book, etc. But you guys can see for yourself. Let's get into that commercial. Looking to learn something new? Well, you're one click away from taking that next step to be where you want to be. Book a private session or sign up for our workshop classes that teaches you how to build your credit, budget your money, artist development skills, start and grow a podcast, 
and the basic skills needed to write your first book. Act now. Go to PeaceMentoringLLC.com and sign up now. For private sessions, email us at PeaceMentoringLLC at gmail.com. You're now tuned in to From the Ground Up Productions, broadcasting around the world. Hey, around the I world. need my drink, too. I'm jealous over here. I knew I should have came with my stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about to go get mine. <laughs> man, oh, man. That's a nice little setup there. You ain't even got to go anywhere. Just like, ah, oh, I'm going to do a ticket right now. It's right there. Hey, this is a quick pour, <laughs> man. Hey, <laughs> hey this, is, this is the boom boom room. I call it the boom boom room. <laughs> Raise boom boom room. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So the man thinker. So the man thinker. <laughs> so it shall be. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> big, big shout out to Tyler Mix on on the scene. We see you, Tyler Mix, screenwriter, author, and all of that. You know. Um, so we covered a lot, but what what I want to ask you is: there anything specifically that we did not ask you that you want the people to know about you and your dad, or anything that you want us to know that we didn't cover or ask? Uh, uh let me think. Hmm. I don't know. I can't think. I can't, you know, think of anything okay. off the top of my head. Just know that, uh, you know, his story is real powerful, and I want everybody to, uh, you know, learn the story, uh, understand a man who did some, you know, bad in his life, and was looking to correct it. You know, when he got incarcerated, he uh, uh, went cold turkey with the drugs. He didn't want. You know, they could have gave him a lot of things to help him get off the drugs. He said, no, if I'm going to my Lord and Savior, I'm uh, going to go clean. I'm going to go like how I came into the world. And he went cold turkey, got cleaned up and got right. And uh, he became, you know, a man of God. He started, you know, he got so, so, uh, uh, how can I put it? Uh, he got in so good with the warden. The warden used to let him go and perform at juveniles and and all kind of things outside of the jail. And no other lifer has ever did that because you're a lifer. And the chances of you trying to run is real high when you're a lifer. And they respected him so much. They let him go outside and and do those kind of things. Uh, He went back when he came home. He went back to the jails and performed. He was, you know, at back at the jail, giving testimonies at the jails to the, you know, all the brothers that was in jail that needed needed to know testimonies. And he got into the Bible. You know, he found out Moses had committed some crimes mm-hmm. and uh, of murders. And uh, he found out if, you know, if Moses, I, well, I, I ain't going to co- quote Moses. I don't remember who in the Bible. But <laughs> I, I, I remember the story where he said somebody in the Bible did did some murders and, you know, they got back in God's good graces mm. uh, after that. So that was one of the stories that, you know, he knew by heart. Okay. And, uh, you know, so, so just know that if you know anybody that's incarcerated, and they're trying to change their life and you feel 
that they're uh, changing their life, stay with them. Stay with them. Help them yeah. get out. Help them become an advocate uh, for the Lord out here. You know, for the world, we need we need all our soldiers. You know, absolutely. So, so just just know that we we need those kind of people in the world still. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. More that's now a, than ever. That's a fact. Yeah. That's great. Great. Um, you want to be Anthony Smith actually said, hey, uh, let them know about the patience it took you to work with your father. Yeah, it's a lot of patience because, uh, you know, he didn't know all this Internet stuff, this phone stuff and, you know, mm -hmm. going everywhere. So, you know, you got to, you know, hip him to. No more writing letters, Pops. Now you got emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different type of mail. It gets it's a different faster. kind no of mail. mail. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, teaching him that. And we used to get into it sometimes because he used to say, well, who's the father? <laughs> you know, so I would I would be dictating so much. You know, it was almost like I was dad, you know, and he would, he would call my mom, Helen, tell your son uh, that I'm the father, please. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, and I used to have to, you know, calm it down because I had to realize that is my dad, you know, right. that kind of thing. So so that's, you know, that's a change, too, when you you're, you know, dictating what you should and should not do. And that's your father, you know. So so that was that was a that was a balancing act. But we did good. We, we was the best of friends, you know, and if you can have a dad, a dad that you best friends with, man, I mean, that's the ultimate blessing. And yes, uh, we, yeah, we both love music, too, and sports, music and sports. You know, okay. that was our thing. So we had that common bond. I couldn't sing, but he said, hey, hey I'm showing you business. So we, we a team. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I think that... um. It is a blessing. Well, first of all, it was a blessing that he had you as a son to be able to be there and help him through all of that. Because when you lose so many years being locked up, you could be exposed to different stuff because different people from all over. But coming back out into the real world, it, real world is um is hard to adjust. So learning these new things, knowing that the new technology, what are people doing now? What's more common? What, you know, how people dress, how people are, because things change with time, you know? So it is a blessing that he was able to have you there to, to help him get those things done because people come out and sometimes they feel so totally lost and, and, and they're playing catch up. You know, yeah. and they're yeah. playing catch up. And so that's a, a beautiful thing that you were able to be there and do that. Um, Anthony got a lot of questions. Big shout out to Anthony. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Smith. He said, why do people call you Sea Rider? Well, hey, hey, Anthony is a good friend of mine. So yeah, yeah. So he, 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 he cooking dinner and he answering all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Anthony. We got good <laughs> Anthony on deck. He got good questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's a nickname. Uh, it's a long story. We ain't gonna get into the seat rider. But that I have, I have taken on that name though. So if you if you see me on Facebook, I am now Clarence Sea Rider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I know what that means. He ain't trying to give us the tea, y'all. That's yeah, what that yeah. means. He ain't trying to hold back. Okay, you want to know about Sea Rider? Cause now I'm trying to. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 it's to be sold, not told. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did, did you do that. music? Huh? Did you do music? No, I don't do any music. Uh, uh, but I'm into the Clive Davis side of music kind of thing, where oh, I'm okay. trying to put together some projects. 
you know, because uh, of, you know, because of the love of music, uh, I have I've gotten an ear for music. So uh, what I want to start in the first project is my dad's. Like I said, we're working on that project now. It should be out sometime next year. Hopefully, I'll be back on your show to to promote that. But uh, next next year we got a, a project where we we're we're trying to uh, keep his legacy alive with some things. So I got I got some good artists. Uh, I don't want to mention them right now because you know. I don't know if we all the way in with, with everything, but just know it's some great barrier artists. I'm going to use barrier artists to recreate some stuff that my dad did. And it's going to be a uh, real powerful and it, that'll help keep the legacy alive. Beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes. Yes. That's nice that you're doing that. Um, <clears throat> what advice would you give to someone either in your position as a child or someone that is going through something similar where they're locked up what you know what your dad went through what would you say to anyone out there well first as a child you want to know get to know your your sibling i mean your father your parent whether it be a mother in, incarcerated a father get to know him that is your gene line that is your bloodline you know, so you can't pick who your mother and father is, you know, but get to know them, get get inside of their heart, you know, because, you know, you want to know everything about, you know, that person, that gene line and, 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 and God, what do God say? Honor their mother and father and your days should be long, you know, so uh, uh, get to know, you know, your, 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 your mother and father. That's what you should do. Uh, as far as someone incarcerated, you know, stay stay on the path of rehabilitation. Whatever what what they're giving you, it doesn't matter. You be in charge. You attack uh, on how to be a better human being and all those kind of things. So just attack being better. And we should do this, you know, outside too. You know, absolutely. Just try to be, you know, just try to be better. And that's what you you know you have time in there. You know, that's where you got time, right? If you go time, you get time, use your time wisely to, you know, so when you come home, you can be a, a better, you know, person for your family, you know, and for the world. So th th those are the main things. Be the best that you can be uh, if you're incarcerated in an attack. I don't care what, what the system or, or what they're doing, you can still do everything that you need to do to be the greatest you know that you can be mm. All right. absolutely absolutely great great advice there that you gave uh gloria stewart don't worry we are about to play part of that song right now of uh, tower of power so guys um take a listen do i gotta mute these or mm -hmm. uh, i mute those okay Oh, yeah, yeah. You and me, quick, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play um, <clears throat> Rick Stevens' song. A small clip. A, a clip of it so that you guys can hear. But definitely make sure y'all go over and find the song and download it and continue to support. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's the most important part. I hey, always hey, tell hey, people that. Hey, uh -huh. me, me and my siblings get the royalties now. So I <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so listen. We ain't even going to play the whole thing. We're going to play a clip. Y'all want to hear the whole thing. Make sure y'all go and download, support, or purchase the song. So let's get into that right now.
your father was a ladies man okay <laughs> i can't hear hold on hold on uh -oh. hold on one second we don't hear those sound. there you go okay there we go yes we see we see beautiful song and you know see it's so great when you got great music like that which is timeless music and music like that it always makes you feel so good you know what i mean like right, that right. is that is a blessing. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. we still hip hoppers and, and even with me, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. I still listen to the old jams because <laughs> it does give you a different feeling. Yeah. It gives you a different yeah. feeling. You can feel the difference. That's right, that's saying? right. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel the difference. We ain't trying to bust a cap in nobody. You, know, you want to love somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, we trying to kids. <laughs> 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 they got yes, yes. Um, telling the time. Oh, oh, wait, Horace Williams. Hey, see, and then we're gonna get up out of here. Last question, y'all. Um, um, Thaisha Wickfall said that's going on her playlist right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Horace Williams said, Hey, see, tell them about the time y'all went to the dollar store for the first time. We went to the dollar store for the first time, and my dad said. I, I, everything's a dollar. I'm gonna buy everything in here then. <laughs> he said, "I'm balling out. Stop playing with me." <laughs> That's yeah, I feel like that too. When I go to the dollar store, and then when they add it up, I'll be like, "Wait, hold up. What did I get?" <laughs> <laughs> put some stuff back. I do not need this stuff. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, yeah. listen. CC Stevens, we thank you so much. We love your spirit, you know. Yes. And listen, so you we could tell, man, that that you, you know, you come from good quality people. It's it's a blessing, you know what I mean? And keep that going on. Keep your father's legacy going. When you have something else going on that you want to promote or anything, come back to us. We are definitely here for support. Um, right. and, and, you know, again, we just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your father's story with us here on From the Ground Up Productions. Um, is there any shout outs that you would like to give? Shout out uh, just to my family and friends, you know, everybody that's been supporting me, you know, over the years. Big shout out to my boy, Ernest Brown. 
he just lost his mom and you know oh. uh uh so you know big shout out to him you know oh. I'm, I'm with him you know on a regular now trying to keep his you know his his head up high but everybody just you know just give love out here we got to give love you know the, if if donald trump didn't show you anything that we can't be divided <laughs> we we got to be together we got to figure out he's trying to divide he tried to divide us but no we together we ain't, gonna let the, right. we ain't gonna let the devil win so to stay with god stay with you know family stay with friends and you know reach out to everybody that needs help and uh Let's do big things in this world. Let's let's utilize, you know, this world as a blessing like it, it should be. Absolutely. Once again, dropping jewels and great stuff. Love and it. Once again, Love shout it. out to y'all. Shout out to Jeff. Jeff for putting it together. You know, Jeff, yeah. Jeff is my my guy, you know, uh, for putting this together and, and and for you guys putting this platform out there. You know, it's a blessing. We got to keep doing this kind of stuff, supporting you and anything I can do to help support you. I'm with y'all. Y'all family now. So thank you. We're here. We're here. We appreciate that so much. So why don't you give your social media so people can follow you? And um, if somebody want to get in touch with you and if they would, what? Um, for interviews or even for artists that you're working with, right? I don't want to put that out there if that's not right, right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can hit me on uh, Instagram, Rick Stevens Legacy, uh, Rick underscore Legacy, like on the board. You can check that out. Uh, Rick Stevens Facebook page, Rick Stevens Memories, his Facebook page, my personal page, Clarence C. Ryder on Facebook. Uh, I'm getting some other social media stuff out there. You know, so we can uh, keep doing that. Any book book writers, any up and coming book writers who's interested in doing anything on this book. I got a lot of things that, you know, I, I want to put out and a uh, book is uh, one of them. We're working on a uh, Netflix documentary with uh, Darren Shepard out of Los Angeles. So we're trying to put that together. Hopefully we can get that green lit. So if any advice on helping uh, Darren with that project, we, we're about 10 years in on building, you know, stuff for that. So hopefully we can get that on Netflix or, you know, even Showtime or HBO. So you can see that with the Rick James documentaries and all these other documentaries that you're seeing. So we're just trying to continue to build on that legacy and uh, be a blessing to the world. You know, any any youth or anybody that's going through something. You know, hit me up on any of those pages or, you know, something. And I, I'm a mentor. I, I help. I help with anything that you need. So I'm a servant for the world. So anybody need help, hit us up. All right. All right. All right. There you have it. Listen, CC Stevens, again, we want to thank you so, so much. And please keep us, keep in touch and keep us informed with what you got going on so we can stay supporting you and keeping your father's legacy alive. I will. All Thank right. you. Thank All you. God right. bless Thank you guys. Y'all stay God safe. God bless you. God Thank you. God bless you too. All we'll right. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to From the Ground Up Productions. Y'all already know what it is. Um, just a reminder that we do have a reality show that we're working on called Making It in the 845. We are actually um, working on that 
this at this very moment and that will be coming out soon so keep an ear out for that we also have a compilation that we're going to be dropping called family business and this is me and my whole family on this joint and others who are like family to me we're going to be dropping that also so look out for that as well and do not forget tomorrow. Y'all know what that is. It's the triple T's, baby. It's the triple T's. What we got? We got Talk Therapy Tuesdays with your girl, Lady Miz. And this conversation here is definitely going to be one that, um, I, a good thing I'm doing this on the hook for myself. <laughs> Rave going to be behind the scenes. But we got Talk Therapy Tuesdays, and that's tomorrow. So make sure y'all pull up. This She's might, scared of me. <laughs> this might be an uncomfortable situation, but we're going to tap into this because after the Dave Chappelle and all of that stuff that's going on, I think that this is a conversation we need to have. And the, the um, topic tomorrow is going to be can we bridge the gap between heterosexuals and homosexuals? Um, I want to know. You understand what I'm saying? I want to know what both sides feel because that's a deep topic right there, all right? So, look, pull up because it's going down tomorrow. Again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to From the Ground Up Productions. I'm your host, Lady Miz, and this is my co-host. Ray, y'all. And y'all already know what it is. There's only one way to go from here. And actually, I'll see y'all tomorrow or I'll see y'all next week on Monday. Don't forget, if you haven't already, to make sure y'all subscribe. If you're tuned in right now and you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel right now and hit that notification button, all right? I forgot to say that tomorrow, Talk Therapy Tuesdays is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So when you pull up, make sure you pull up around that time. And don't forget if you have a Roku to make sure that you add our TV network to your TV list. We have so many great things in store and that is it. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all and we will see y'all next week or I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. We hope you enjoyed your time with From the Ground Up Productions. We'll see you next time. Be sure to add our channel to your Roku list and listen to us on all streaming platforms. From the ground up. From the ground up. There's only one way to go from here.